I am what some would call an Appalachian white. In generations of poverty, unfortunately, gave me a perspective my peers couldn't relate to. However, it took a long time for me to begin questioning things. I blamed our poverty on the usual conservative herrings like immigrants and free health care. My parents' ultra-conservative views and our constant struggle with poverty ironically led them to be anti-authoritarian. My parents had multiple run-ins with the police, detested religion, refused to work for anyone but themselves, and those ideas passed on to me. Most of the white folks in our position held similar views. The conservative blindfold is what keeps them in line, though. They were individualistic, borderline paranoid, and again, they blamed the misery of our lives on Republican scapegoats. My childhood was spent dealing with homelessness and abuse, so I didn't really pay attention to politics or give much thought on how and why of our situation. I just repeated the things I learned from my parents. When I would get called out for saying racist or homophobic things, I would get defensive or brush it off. Those real things were just concepts I didn't understand. I just knew people reacted when I acted a certain way, and I guess I enjoyed that too much. In school, I didn't really have a friend group, so I naturally went down a path that actively recruits troubled youth, the military. I joined JROTC, military class, as a freshman and stayed all four years. I caught on to things quickly, probably due to the structure that my life was in need of. I followed the rules, said yes sir, no sir, and started making my way up the ladder. By my junior year, I was high on the chain of command, and by my senior year, I was the top dog, as they say. My attraction to being a leader was at odds with the side of me that loathed authority. I looked at those above me and saw how they barked orders and used their power to inflate their egos. My ego was already so large that I thought I could handle having power. If I participated, listened to those that followed me, kept my hunger for power in check, maybe I could show that there was a good way to use that power. But when I got to the top, I didn't know what to do. My friends were all below me, so our relationships changed. I was too nice to be a leader, but too power drunk to step down. I thought I was doing something great, but in reality, I did very little. I mean that literally. I would sit alone in a room during that class, mostly doing work for other classes. I delegated most of my responsibilities away and used my position to get out of having to actually work. The only time I interacted with the rest of my class was during inspection day, where I got the chance to wear all my medals and ribbons and show that my rank held weight. During those inspection days, I had the power to pass or fail anyone I inspected. I could be as strict or as lenient as I wanted. I could base the questions I asked on anything, from racist motives to personal grievances. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed using my authority more than I thought I would. I enjoyed it so much, I didn't want it to stop. When I graduated, 
I joined the army. It was partly out of necessity due to being poor and partly so that I could feed my power lust. Little did I know, leaving my little country town was just the thing I needed to kill that lust. It did take some time, but being outside of a fight or flight situation coupled with exposure to different points of view was the trigger that started the pieces falling into place. My childhood poverty, my experience as a racist and a homophobe, my newfound love for authority, it all started to become clear. I experienced cognitive distortion for the first time. Like, everything in my life up until that point was a lie. I started to question things like never before, and once I started, I couldn't stop. Within a few days, I filed conscientious objector because I knew I couldn't be in the military any longer. Bare minimum, I had to get out. After a short time, I eventually separated with medical discharge. Now the government pays my bills. By that point, I'd come out as gay and atheist. I considered myself a liberal, and I started to get more involved with American politics. I was still ignorant to race and class struggles. I was still blind to the chains of capitalism. I was starting to become complacent in my questioning of life. Then, George Floyd was murdered by the police. That was what it took to radicalize me. An act of everyday brutality that I would have usually ignored. The questioning, the placing of the puzzle pieces, the clicking and noticing, it all came to a head at that point. My experience up until then didn't have a name until my anger turned into research and I read the definition of anarchy. And now, here I am more sure of myself than ever before, and equally as lost.